Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. What's up, everyone? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hola, Ben. Hello, Fernando. And Travis Irvine. Hola, Ben. What's going down, Trav? We have a lot to get to today. We're going to give you an update on what's going on with Matt Gates. Hint, it's not great. No. We'll also let you know what's going on in Georgia. The, the backlash, the corporate backlash from MLB and Coca-Cola regarding the Georgia voting law. People are mad and rightfully so. We're going to talk about what's going on there. We'll also talk about Biden's uh, corporate tax hike that he wants to put in place at 28%. Previously, it was 35%. Trump brought it down to 21%, and Biden wants to split the difference and go with 28%. But before we get to that, let's talk weed. Snoop Dogg and Charles Koch. Politics. Strange bedfellows. Wow. They're friends now. Can't wait for their album. I can't wait. Snoop Dogg and Charles Koch have got together, and they are trying to push for federal legalization of marijuana. This is an all-hands-on-deck situation, all different political ilks, all different uh, pigmentations. Everyone across the board needs to be in favor of marijuana legalization, and that is something we're starting to see now as a, cult, as a country and as a culture. And I could not be more excited. 68% of Americans right now agree with legalization of marijuana. And as a matter of fact, as of today, Virginia uh, became another state to legalize weed. So we're seeing this blue state, red state coming together because evidently both of them like to be in a high state of mind. You know, I am also really excited because New Mexico is coming along, too. Woo! So the one of my favorite states where I grew up is coming along. Uh, when you say 68%, Ben, I think it's probably a lot more. They're just kind of getting, they're busy getting high. They sure. don't have time to answer polls. Right. So, you know, it's 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 long due. It's long overdue. Oh, it's long overdue. In fact, some hardcore political science for those political science nerds, um, that is actually the the tipping point is once you hit that 70 to 80 percent public approval, that's usually when some type of change will take place either at the legislative uh, level or the executive branch level or uh, in the case of gay marriage back in 2015, when the majority of Americans started to support that, yep. that was done by the Supreme Court. So someone 
always comes along right when 70 to 80% of the public actually supports it. So this is an interesting push, the Coke Snoop Dogg push, because it's a legislative push. Uh, as opposed to many people have been just looking for the executive branch push where you just have the attorney general reschedule it. Yep. Um, that's usually an executive order done with the attorney general. But this is a full on legislative push by Koch and Snoop. I can't wait. And it seems as if it would take around 10 to 11 senators in order to get this to pass. And then, of course, if it does pass, if it does go through the Congress in an appropriate way, I think that would be more fantastic than an executive order. You can't just scrub it from the books. It's better than a rescheduling. It's how it actually needs to be done. That being said, we also have to remember those folks who are most hurt by the war on drugs, specifically people of color who need to be uh, I'm saying give them give them some money back. That's what I will say on that, because certainly you can't give them years of their life back. The best we can do is give them fis- uh, financial compensation and uh, and uh, and hopefully allow them to be part of the small businesses profiting from legal weed. So this is going to happen in Virginia as of July 1st. Marijuana will be legalized in Virginia. Uh, it was this past Wednesday, the legislative body approved of the Senate Bill 1406 and the House Bill 2312, making Virginia the first southern state to legalize the possession and use of marijuana. Of course, Governor Northrum. He is proposing two budget amendments. The first change immediately funds a public awareness campaign on the health and safety risks of weed. The other measure funds training to help law enforcement officers recognize and prevent drugged drivers. So, of course, you want to take into account, you know, weed is weed. It does alter your body. And I understand from a um, from a government perspective, you do want people to be aware that stone driving is not good driving. And as a matter of fact, we've seen a small uptick in fatal car crashes in states that have legal weed. So you do want to be aware again, it is a drug. It does alter your brain. That's why it's so good. Just be safe. Treat it with respect. Don't be smoking and driving. Oh yeah. It's still a medicine. You got to know how much your body can take. Maybe a five milligram edible before a drive is more preferable than having a bong with you at all times in the car. (laughs) Governor Northrum, talk about somebody who survived a political scandal. Governor Nor- Do you know this story, Fernando? I don't. Governor Northrum of Virginia, he had a massive scandal where it was found out that he dressed in blackface and he was doing an impression of Michael Jackson. He was given a press conference talking about the blackface incident. He's like, I'm sorry. And then during the press conference, he's, they were talking about Michael Jackson. He says, I love Michael Jackson. I can even do the moonwalk. You want to see it? And then his wife was like, honey, not now. Don't oh, do the moonwalk boy. right now. <laughs> that is Governor Northrum. A lot of people thought he was going to be out. A lot of a lot of people thought he was going to be gone. Turns out his lieutenant governor, who I believe is also still in office, was charged with a series of different sexual uh, not charged, accused of a series of different sexual assaults. Anyway, long story short, they're both there. Governor Northrum realizing he was on the political chopping block for him. No denying this is a massive political winner. It's almost like uh, every governor who's in trouble is starting to just say, hey, you know what? Let everyone get high. You got Cuomo in New York. You got Northam in Virginia. What we need is a scandal for New Mexico's governor now so she can just be like, let's smoke pot. That's exactly the reason she's doing it, actually. Everyone's doing (laughs) it. Oh, well, there you go. Everyone's saying this is her last hurrah. So, uh, Governor Lujan. You got it. That's wow. wow. If You know what? Then get every single politician in trouble until they legalize weed and give us what oh, we want. That's, that's a great idea. I hope that's part of Snoop and Charles Koch's push. 
I it's interesting to me, you know, Snoop got Snoop Dogg is really in the trends right now. Uh, he he was one of the big proponents of Dogecoin. I don't know, guys, if you guys are familiar Not with too much. So he's a big proponent of uh, pushing Dogecoin on the Internet, making uh, pushing cryptocurrency, trying to push people for uh, decentralized finance. And now he's, you know, with Coca-Cola doing weed like he's really for the people. Like Snoop Dogg is taken from a murder charge in the 80s, you know, to changing lives. I believe it was the early 90s, and that was self-defense. Oh. Yep, that's correct. So what does it look like right now in Virginia for home cultivation? You want to smoke that sweet Virginia herb at home? The governor's changes The governor's changes will allow households to grow up to four plants beginning on July 1st. The amendments would require the plants to be labeled with identification information out of sight of public view uh, and out of range of individuals under the age of 21. So it looks like it'll be a 21 uh, age for, for before you can start smoking the sweet leaf. But you know what? Again, anything is better uh, than having it criminalized and penalized with incarceration, destroying people's lives. This is what Normal had to say, specifically the Normal Development Director, Jen Michelle Padini. She says... This is an incredible victory for Virginia. Legalization will bring an end to thousands of low-level marijuana infractions occurring annual, annually in the Commonwealth, ending a discriminatory practice that far too often targets Virginians who are young, poor, and people of color. So this ties all the way into what we always talk about here, which is criminal justice reform. And this is such a massive component of criminal justice reform because it's not just about the weed being illegal. It's about the opportunity that then that lot that allows officers. So if you have illegal weed on you, next thing you know, you're being detained, you're being arrested. They can they can search you. They can do a series of different things. They can search your car. They can impound your car. They can do so much stuff just because they found a little nugget of something that grows in the ground. This is so much bigger than just people doing drugs or just people smoking weed for fun. And as a matter of fact, even if you don't smoke weed or do edibles or whatever, however you want to take it, even if you don't do it, it definitely seems like most people, even if they don't smoke, are in favor of this because they have fa friends or family members that do, and they don't want them going away forever. Absolutely. Uh, also, to me, this is, uh, you know, this is phase one of legalization of marijuana. I want marijuana to be legalized the way beer is legal. You know, I like, you know, people brewing at home, they can sell their beer to a coworker or give their coworker a beer with no issue. I want that level of legalization of, of marijuana. We're not there yet. Obviously we're not, we're still taxing and stuff, which is, which is important. We should use the money, sure. we, you know, which we should change the money flow of marijuana. But I still I think we're not there yet. I'm really excited. This is happening. Hell yes, Virginia. Hell yes. You know, New York. Hell yes, New Mexico. All of that. But I want true legalization. But this oh, is sure. why I also don't know if it's ever going to happen in New York. Virginia legalized and they're like, July 1st, you'll have it by July 4th. Yeah. In New York, it's like 2023. Right. Maybe. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Also, New York weed, I bet you it's going to be so, it's going to be bunk. That's what I think. Oh, well, it's going to be very overregulated. That's that's for sure. In fact, um, you know, the Virginia legislation, you just read off some of the, the components of it. It's, that's all pretty par for the course. Good for them for getting the home grow part right, because mm -hmm. most states, they don't even allow for it. And that, of course, is a detriment to uh, patients who may need cannabis who live far away. I know New, New Jersey, when they legalized, they were
they were a very regulatory on home growth. So good on Virginia for that. And, you know, you can kind of see this is that small D democracy uh, that really changes the country for the better, right? Yeah. Each state, one by one, dominoes start falling. And then finally, the federal government is, is uh, basically forced to also make a change. Yeah. And of course, we would be remiss if we don't say thank you, Colorado. Started Colorado being the first state. And of course, a lot of people speculated that it was going to turn the state into a hellhole. <laughs> a lot of people speculated that it was going to turn that entire region into a sin of a den of sin. Just Satan was going to pop in the middle of Denver, downtown Denver. Just Immediately. Start. <laughs> well, it turns out they actually have a boatload of overhead right now or a boatload of uh, overflow, rather, of cash because of legal weed. It's helped their schools. It's helped their roads. It has been, without a doubt, a net positive. And I'm sure there has been occasionally someone running in traffic with their pants down. Yes, that will happen as well. <laughs> but the overall net positive cannot be understated. So this is, without a doubt, a step in the right direction. You might be wondering, how did Charles Koch and Snoop Dogg ever get together? Well, you can thank Zoom for that. <gasps> oh, I never want to hear this word Zoom again, <laughs> but you can thank Zoom for that. Charles Koch and uh, Snoop were on a, on a uh, conference call with a fella named Weldon Angelos. Uh, he was uh, he was incarcerated. He served 13 years of a 55 year sentence. Donald Trump, as a matter of fact, actually pardoned him. And this is what these three dudes want to have happen. This is what they talked about in their Zoom call again, to be a fly on the wall, to see Charles Koch and Snoop chatting with Weldon Angelos would have been absolutely fantastic. This is what they want to see happen. They want to see, quote, the end of prohibition, criminalization and overregulation of cannabis in the United States. And you know what I love so much? When you bring three minds that are different together, you get three different reasons to legalize. One of the terms in there that we have to mention is what you just talked about when it comes to New York overregulation. We also don't want the weed to be overregulated. That's a problem that we can talk about, and that's something we can address going forward. Because, again, we want the people who have been most hurt by the war on drugs to have the most opportunity to profit from illegal weed Overregulation oftentimes sees uh, the pesky fingers of corporate America uh, grub it up, get in there, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it is Coca-Cola sativa. <laughs> oh, no. Well, and of course, in this this case, the Coke brother is not involved with Coca-Cola whatsoever. He's the surviving Coke brother. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, a little credit where credit's due. The Coke brothers have a libertarian streak, and this is actually one of the biggest parts of their libertarian streak is criminal justice reform and uh, the legalization of marijuana. The good news is now Coke can put that pressure that he's always been able to put on Republican legislators. Um, and that's what they're going to try to do. That's why they're joining. They want to get 10 to 12 senators, yep. Republican senators, to vote with the Democrats to basically take federal action ASAP. This is according to Angelos. He says we need 10 to 12 Republican senators, as Travis just said, going on to say, with Koch's influence, I think that's likely a possibility. So in this strange scenario, in this one moment in time, big money might actually help lead to something good, which is the legalization of marijuana. This is what the group has set out. This is what their message is. Um, they say their core values are federal descheduling and criminal justice reform, re-entry and successful second chances, promoting entrepreneurship in free and open markets, and competitive and reasonable tax rates. So this seems like a net win for the country and a net gain for everyone. And... 
it's just, I, I don't know. I feel my, my heart grows. Not too much. I'm not going to have a heart attack. I'm not going to die. <laughs> oh, it's already no. too large. Somebody check them in. <laughs> but my heart grows a little bit. Just seeing like these three, you know, one Hispanic American, Snoop Dogg, African American, and Charles Koch. Um, this is pure very white. wealthy yeah, white American. <laughs> and of course, Snoop being very wealthy as well. But it is this kind of coalition. I don't know. It just warms my little heart because it is it's a good thing to see. It's a good blunt rotation, it, as the kids say. It's well, I don't know if Charles Koch uh, or Weldon could hang out with Snoop and actually survive the blunt <laughs> passing. I, I am mean, nervous just thinking about Martha it. Martha Stewart was able to do it. So let's see, Charles Koch, what you got? Martha Stewart is down, though. I mean, oh, Martha Stewart is cool. Very <laughs> down. You ever see that video of Snoop passing the joint to the security guard and the security guard being like, nah, I got you. <laughs> like, you have to. It's it's a it's law. It's one time that yes. you will get a pass the joint. You know? It's the law. <laughs> So Brent Gardner, the chief government affairs officer for Americans for Prosperity, said that legalizing cannabis businesses could help, quote, lift themselves up, could help people, quote, lift themselves up. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, uh, he has said that he has vowed to move legislation forward when it comes to federally legalizing marijuana. However, President Biden is still resisting, so he's going to need to get his arm tweaked a little bit on this. Just look at the numbers, Joel, and realize massive political winner. That's why I thought John, I thought Trump was just going to legalize it like November 1st. Right. I really thought that was going to be the Hail Mary passes as opposed to uh, as opposed to whatever uh, that Biden kids laptop. Right. Yes. Hunter. Hunter. Where's, Where's Hunter? Hunter? Where's Hunter? He's like Waldo. Absolutely. So <laughs> this is what uh, this uh, this is what Schumer had to say. He says he uh, by he, he means Joe Biden. He says he's studying the issue. This is me talking now. How many more years do we have to study the issue? Does Joe <laughs> Biden really need to study this issue anymore? Like, isn't the, isn't all of the data in both good and bad? We know the data. Yes, but keep in mind, Joe Biden is a creature of the the old school politics. He was very involved with the crime bill of 1994. Um, That's he, why he's he, lucky to be elected. He's very lucky. I mean, he made it very clear in 2020. He's like, I don't think we're ready for legalization. Um, and, you know, all the progressives were like, go, Joe. But, um, you know, that's going to be your final hurdle. But again, if you got 10 to 12 Republican senators and keep in mind, there are some pretty libertarian minded uh, Republican senators. Mike Lee, Rand Paul has tried to push um, uh, legalizing hemp and, and uh, criminal justice reform with Cory Booker, things like that. So I think there are some alliances, maybe just maybe they could even override Joe Biden's veto on marijuana legalization. Well, perhaps. But then again, as we've talked about for many, many years on this show, uh, the prison system, the uh, criminal yep. justice system, 100. there's a lot of money. Behind people, behind bars. So again, going back to Chuck Schumer, just finishing this quote. And then Fernando, please speak up. He says, so again, Biden's studying the issue. He goes on to say, so I obviously want him to get, I want to give him a little time to study it. Again, how much time do you need, Joe? And he finishes up with, I want to make my arguments to him as many other advocates will. But at some point, we're going to move forward, period. So you have the... The head of the American Senate, the United States Senate, saying no matter what, we are going forward with legalization, period. So you're right. Perhaps there could be an override. I mean, uh, you beat me to it, but I see that Joe Biden is looking at this bill and he sees all of those COs that, you know, are employed because marijuana is illegal. He sees all those task force in place at police, you know, at every precinct in the nation. 
in place because of marijuana. So I think he's really looking, as I said a few weeks back, at a jobs program. And, he, you know, it's a big thing to tackle. Yep. We're, we're in the situation we're in right now. You're about to say a lot of these people are going to, what are they going to do? What are we going to do with all those Border Patrol agents? What are we going to do with all those? And talk about, even if you're a, uh, you know, and again, when it comes to Border Patrol agents, it. It's a job for a lot of people, I understand. And I guarantee you, if you talk to most of them, busting weed is not what they signed up to do. Right. Right. You want to best you want to bust terrorism and you right. want to bust a bunch of meth and you want to bust fentanyl. Busting weed, what did you just do today? Yeah. What, yeah. Like did you save anyone's life? Did you make anyone safer? No. No. You basically just had to fill out a bunch of paperwork. And screwed over some poor kid in Columbia, in, in Columbus, Ohio, because he's not getting his eighth that week. Well, there you go. And to quote a, a sheriff uh, from Ohio, uh, as he said, his only problem with marijuana is that it's illegal. And a lot of these uh, police chiefs and and uh, you know the cops who who don't want to have to do this, they only do it because they have to do their jobs. And just to clarify briefly, when it comes to that coalition with the Koch brothers, uh, with the, with Charles Koch, Snoop. And uh, Angelos, apparently Snoop has said he's not part of an official coalition. He's still just Snoop. So he just wants to clarify that. But it's interesting to talk about weed legalization in the concept of change over time in American politics. In 1969, what percentage of Americans do you think backed supporting weed? Uh, backed uh, legalizing marijuana? Well, it was the height of the counterculture movement. So I'm going to say 20%. What do you think? Oh, wow. I was going to go with like 40. I was going to go right down the middle almost. Only 12%. Whoa. <gasps> the over-under. We lose. 12% in 1969. Uh, because, of course, we're still on the heels of the conservative 50s. And let's be honest, the 60s, a lot of dads were like, I think weed ruined my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out we just made your kid a whole lot cooler. Ooh. But by 1977, we were at 28%. And then you go on from there, uh, 2000. It was still only 30%. So we've doubled the percentage of support, over doubled the percentage of support with legal weed since the year 2000. It's only been 21 years, which seems like a, it's enough time. But, you know, there were a lot of people who believed weed would never be legal in their lifetime, who I think are pleasantly surprised by the possibility that it could be legal federally. And the fact, again, that we just had the Senate major, majority leader say, without a doubt, it's going to be legal, period, at some point, whether Joe signs it or not. I mean, that's that's a really good sign in the right direction. And of course, one of the main reasons why it will be legal is the economics. Oh, yeah. And just again, the political science. I mean, 21 years ago, uh, who was just a little high school kid trying weed for the first time in an alley in Columbus, Ohio? It was people like me and people of our generation. I think it is certainly more normalized in a way. A lot of cultural things are more normalized. You know, we all support gay marriage even more um, than previous generations. And so this again, this is the change that's coming. I'm glad to see it's it seems to be uh, going to be happening sooner rather than later. And I don't want to be too cautiously optimistic but that's i think it's a good sign i agree it does sound like they're they're really it's coming soon and i'm very excited to see how this will affect immigration law because you know there's still a lot of people affected because they had a joint on them their immigration status was affected and or you know thing genuinely lives changed over over something like just a plant so i'm very excited to see how this will the federal law will then you know affect 
the immigration oh, law. Absolutely, of absolutely. course, former Mexico, uh, Mexican president even said, please, United States, legalize marijuana, legalize certain drugs and regulate them because of the, all the drug cartel violence in his country. So. And of course, sadly, that cartel violence and the illegal drugs being smuggled through Mexico at the behest of, the, uh, of China has now been fentanyl has been taking the main role uh, in the cartels as far as their massive economic crop. And uh, you could argue in some ways the Chinese are getting away with a secret war, Ah. killing 60,000 Americans every single year when it comes to fentanyl and opioids in general. So that has to always be monitored and we have to be very safe. And the the legalization of marijuana will allow our already stretched thin border security, national security people to address the drugs that are killing our friends and our families and hopefully not ourselves. So that is it just must be legal. And just lastly, when it comes to polling, I don't want to get too in the weeds because numbers are the most boring radio you could ever imagine. But according to a Gallup September 30th uh, through October 15th, 2020 poll, it's really fascinating. Just according to this poll alone, college grads agree with legalization 12% more than non-college grads, which I didn't expect. Male and female is about even at 69 and 66. But then I thought also fascinating um, people making 100K plus, 74% of them agree with legalization. And then it says less than 40,000. They say around 67% agree. So I think what you're seeing is across the board, not just do people want legalization, but the people that want legalization maybe have a little bit more economic means, which means they have a little bit more um, autonomy and a little bit more agency in the American system. And uh, I guess that would be why it's moving forward a little bit faster than a lot of people thought it would, even though for us, I'm just like, get on with it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's certainly more normalized. It, it's yeah, it's less about that counterculture hippie from the 1960s. It has become the main culture. It's become the main culture. It's CEOs, it's CFOs. You talk about numbers yeah. being boring. Accountants. Some of the biggest potheads I know are accountants. 100 percent. The people with money now see the money in in weed. They see the green coming from the green and they want a piece of it. Mm, Give me that green. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, Reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the back. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com. And from the same Gallup poll, again, not to go into the numbers, but I do think they're fascinating when it comes to political ideology. This was in 2020, so perhaps this is why Trump didn't go with the legalization. The conservative ideology is about 50-50 split on legal, make it legal or legal. Moderates are at 74% and liberals, 87%. So if you're Joe Biden, just look at that, get it done. And people will praise you. You get the vaccine in people's arms and the weed in people's lungs. <gasps> you're good. Woo. Hey, hey, Joe, wake up. It's your turn to hit the blunt. Yeah. I've been hitting this blunt all day. <laughs> now I feel like Hunter. Hunter, come in here and tell me how to do this. <laughs> Sorry, I only do coke. 
Well, good for Hunter. All right. So positive news. And uh, I really, again, it's just, it's not about, let's get stoned. It's about, let's get people out of jail who uh, don't belong there. Well, speaking of people who might go to jail, let's move on and talk about Matt Gates. We have a bit of an update. Oh, Gatesgate. Gatesgate. We have a bit of an update. Evidently, Matt Gates knew he was uh, up Crap Creek without a without a paddle a long time ago because when Trump was still in office, Gates just asked for a blanket pardon if he ever did anything wrong. Oh, my wrong. God. Oh, it's, it's... You imagine going up to the president and be like, yo, Prez. Just in case I fucked up or might fuck up, can I just get like a pa- can I get like a blanket hall pass for this? Uh, good grief! It just keeps getting juicier, dumber, and weirder. So Matt Gates, of course, for those that don't know, he's currently being investigated on federal sex trafficking charges, which is a massive deal. He also, interestingly enough, I must uh, correct, I made a mistake last week. I thought that he was married. Uh, he is not married. No, he's engaged. But now he's engaged, mm. but that engagement to a woman named, what was it, Gin- Ginger Riley? Ginger Lucky. Ginger Lucky. She's part of the Lucky uh, estate family. <laughs> well, what a, what a lucky guy he is. Uh, Matt Gates, that is, to be with Ginger, because everyone knows the redheads are better. I don't know if she has red hair, but that is I her name. I think that's name. just her name, yeah. She <laughs> sounds like a redhead, genuinely. She yes. really does. She sounds like a Russian spy. Oh. He got engaged to her late 2020. So after the scandal was already in full swing, he knew the scandal was in full swing. And like every single hacky politician, he got engaged being like, well, it's almost like you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, I'm an engaged man. You can't right. come after me. It's almost like when the Joker in 1989's Batman put glasses on. He's like, ah, you can't hit a guy with glasses. You hit a guy with glasses, would you? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. engaged. You wouldn't want to hit me. I'm, I'm a good, wholesome guy. You can't yeah. I'm engaged. I, I have a future ahead of me. <laughs> oh, no. Matt Gates has done such a horrible job of trying to pretend like he's not guilty. <sighs> it is phenomenal to watch this man squirm. It really is, because he is such a tyrant and such a bitch. He has been criticizing people for so long for doing the exact thing he's accused of. And then you look at his voting record. He was against the Sex Trafficking Act. He was against another thing, which is disgusting to me. He did not agree with the bill that would ban revenge porn. Oh, did you guys hear this? He literally was one of the few who was like, revenge porn? That's fine, because... He's doing it. Woof. Evidently, ex-girlfriends of his all complained that he would send nudes as borderline blackmail to them and be like, I'm going to sp- spread these all around the Internet. The man's voting record alone lets you know who he is. Yeah. And who he is is a sex trafficking asshole who was trying to use an engagement to get out of prosecution. <sighs> I mean, he was asking Trump for the pardon. At least he's self-aware. At least he knew that he's... I don't even... I, I'm not trying to excuse it. I don't even know how to... Right. There's oh. no way to paint this in any positive light. Well, uh, no, that, you did it very politely. He knows he's guilty. He's very self-aware. Okay, and as if this story could not get any weirder, who? Okay, who would be one person that we need to introduce to this story that would make it crazier, do you think? Um, well, you threw in Donald Trump. So 20, 2020, reality, reality. Tiger, Tiger King? Oh, my God. Tiger King. That Tiger is correct. King! So evidently, the defense of Gates from Gates' spokesman is this. They say, 
Entry-level political operatives have conflated a pardon call for repre- from Representative Gates, where he called for President Trump to pardon everyone from himself to his administration to Joe Exotic. He goes on to say, with these false and increasingly bizarre partisan allegations against him, uh, these comments have been on the record for some time, and President Trump even retweeted the congressman who tweeted them out himself. So Gates is talking to the sitting president of the United States, just being like, yo, what if we just do a blanket pardon for like everyone, like everyone in the country, like you, me, Joe Exotic, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? What was Donald Trump? (sighs) Anywho, isn't this amazing? Matt Gates, 38 years young. So it looks as if the investigation continues and it will continue to heat up. Will Gates politically survive this? The Republican Party has said they're so brave. And if it does turn out he's a pedophile. If uh-huh. it does, if it does. If it, if it does, does turn out he has sex with underage people when, again, he's because he's a pedophile. We'll, we'll be mean to him. Oh. You won't even take the Dems. The Republicans said they'll do it. So They'll do it. Will they take them nice? off committees? What's the, what are they? And this is why I wish the Democrats had just 20% of the backbone to stick together as the Republican Party so Al Franken would still be in office. Oh, good Can grief. you imagine? They, Matt Gates is being accused of something so much worse right, yes. than a comedian doing something <laughs> comical at a comedy show. And then all of a sudden, they were like, he's got to go. And now the Republican Party, the best they will do is be like, turns out, if it turns out he is a pedophile, we will... We will not talk to him anymore. Right. I saw Dana Bash. Of course, you know, a lot of these D.C. reporters, they have inside scoops and and tracks to whoever. Dana Bash said she is receiving so many mean messages about Matt Gates from fellow Republican lawmakers. Speaking of Al Franken, it almost reminds me of, you know, Matt Gates is kind of like the the Ted Cruz of the House of Representatives because famously no one likes Ted Cruz. No one wants that. Al Franken tells a great story about uh, how he likes Ted Cruz more than his other other fellow senators and he fucking hates Ted Cruz. So Matt Gates seems to be in the same company that Ted Cruz is in in the Senate uh, except in the House. So on Monday Gates went and he published an editorial in the Washington Examiner. Uh, evidently his lawyer is not telling him to shut up but <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Um not even close as a matter of fact although I've been in trouble with the law before. If I was his lawyer I would say three words no, four. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up for one. Just give it two weeks. Shut up. Instead, he wrote an editorial that was published in the Washington Examiner. This is what Gates said. He says, Washington scandal cycles are predictable and sex is especially potent in politics. He goes on to say, let me first remind everyone that I'm a representative in Congress, not a monk. And certainly not a criminal. <laughs> so he's going with the Trump the Trumpism of like, we're not elected a saint. We're elected a president. And Gates went with, I'm not a monk. Oh, yeah. Monks have better CD <laughs> albums. All right. You know you're in trouble in politics when you're like, I'm just a congressman. I'm not a monk. Right. What do you mean? What is he talking about? Also, monks have done some horrible things in their life. Oh, yeah. They had the monk report. We'll tell you all about that. It's fascinating. He really is kind of going in that that uh, you're right, like a, a guy who's very guilty and won't shut up about it from the Tucker appearance to a full on editorial. And then he's nonstop oh. tweeting. You almost wonder when Twitter's going to hit him with a uh, false information, because that seems to be almost like Trump. 
that seems to be the defense. I'm just going to tweet out my entire defense. And then at, at that point, you're making it all public. So, uh, yeah, if he's got a lawyer, I would put a, a good old padlock on uh, those fingers and mouths. On his, yeah, padlock the mouth, staple it together. What do you think, Fernando? I, I'm just so disgusted by this. Like, right? what? How, how is there any, you know... It's how, disgusting. How is the logic behind... There's a bit, I understand we're not electing, I don't want to elect a monk or a saint to, to Congress. I just, I say not pedophiles. Oh, yeah. I have such a staunch, like, don't have pedophiles in, in, in the, uh, in power. And, uh, you know, call me, call me. Brave. Um, call what me about the Catholic church, Ben? I mean, that's why I'm not Catholic. And that's yeah. why Joe Biden better not be talking to that Pope. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't need that. I mean, that's what people really thought about JFK. They're like, he's going to get all of the, he's going to get all of his thoughts from the Vatican. Oh, and that all started with uh, Alfred E. Smith, old Al Smith from New York. He was a Catholic. He ran against uh, Herbert Hoover in 1928. They thought he was going to build a secret tunnel to the Vatican to take orders from the Pope. So, so American politics have been insane for a long time. Everyone knows the Pope sends golden pigeons. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's All good. I know is I, I'm just so happy to stand correct on my... Uh, I'm just going to go with the word disdain on Pope Francis. I mean, Everyone's like, he's the cool Pope. I'm like, no, he's showing you exactly what he believes right now. He backtracked on every single thing. Although I do appreciate that he appreciates poor people. But you know who else took a lot of pictures with poor people? Mother Teresa. And uh, she was very happy that they were poor. And she made sure they stayed that way. The cool Pope would have been the Pope that made uh, the church pay taxes. That would have been nice. But Whoa. then how would they have all those golden toilets? Oh my God! Well, you mentioned you mentioned um, Twitter taking down like a Matt Gates bunch of BS or whatever. Well, evidently Facebook on Tuesday uh, it bragged about uh, getting rid of uh, 1,100 accounts tied to spreading deceptive content. That's 1,100 accounts. Um, the idea that Facebook even made a single dent in anything that is negative on their website is laughable. Um, apparently, one of the things or many of the uh, pages that they took down were because they were based in Israel and they were targeting they were targeting Iranian audiences while remaining in networks in Spain and El Salvador, Argentina and Albania and Iran were all targeting groups in various other countries. So basically Facebook didn't even deal with America. They were just dealing with foreign countries sniping at each other and being mean to each other like <laughs> nah, I think we can handle this. But there is no way that is such a little drop in the ocean when it comes to uh, trying to clear up the deception on social media. And of course, because of that, you have politicians like Matt Gates, whose entire career, political career, uh, is now based upon how well he can muddy the waters. Oh, yeah. And social media, you can see it. You saw it with Trump. We saw it for, with Trump for five years. It's muddy it very, up. very easy to just get in there, stir it up. Can't see nothing anymore. Do you guys think he will actually somehow get away with this? He, I, I know that's why I have, I know I've been sitting here. Uh, you can't, you, the audience can't see me, but I've had this most disgusted face that Travis and Ben have been <laughs> staring at because it makes no sense to me. And my genuine fear from what just hearing this is that he might get away with it there somehow. Was a, and a, somehow. And, and again, I don't want like with the L Frankens, I believe, and anyone who's listened to my show knows I believe the conversation on consent. I believe the conversation. I'm very happy we've we've had it and we're having it as a culture. I think all of those things are absolutely necessary and needed. I think that's fantastic. But the I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy and the and it, with the dual stories, because with Franken it was you know the picture in the New York Post article. 
With Matt Gates, he has been under federal investigation for over a year. For a while. This is like so huge. Right. And it also makes me wonder, should the FBI, just as a public service, let us know how many politicians are investigating? As a voter, as a voter in 2020, I would have liked to know oh my if God. Matt Gates was under investigation or if someone else is, in, is under investigation. Hell, it certainly worked to derail Hillary. I was going to say, in 2016, it would have been nice to know uh, when Hillary was being investigated and Trump, because they were both, exactly. both presidential candidates for the major political parties in 2016, were being investigated by the FBI. I, that would be nice. I wonder how they do that. Maybe they can tweet it. Well, you know uh, how, for anything trademarked, we have that little R in a circle. Mm-hmm. How yes. about for any politician under investigation? We have like a little, a little, a little I that says, oh, you know, under, under FB, investigation. Under investigation. So you know. So you know. I and like this, that. Like this isn't an investigation from like an ex-husband or ex-girlfriend going through somebody's phone. The FBI, which is something fun to do. I mean, I'm sure that that just happens <laughs> on a regular basis. The FBI just doesn't willy-nilly launch investigations and wiretap people's dads. It's not like a thing they do for fun, although I'm sure they have a good time doing it. <laughs> but they tend to do that when they feel like this is going to bring us to something big. And then, of course, we have the tax collector, the corrupt tax collector, leading themselves right to the big fish that is Matt Gates's head. And now the tax collector, he and Ghislaine Maxwell are probably losing pounds and pounds of fat because of all the exercise when it comes to the mental gymnastics and all the flipping they're doing in prison. Woof. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy situation. I wouldn't be too worried, Fernando. Don't let the Gates Gate stress get to you. Um, there's always... No, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, just imagine if this person wasn't a Trumper. Just imagine if Matt Gates didn't look the way he looks. Just imagine if Matt Gates didn't have the power of of uh, corrupt corporate media oh backing him. Oh, my God. Him. He would have been it's- down year... He would have been down the first date with this 17-year-old girl. The first time he crossed a state line with with the rest of them he would at the have, border. He would have been done, you know. But but again, I, I I again that was that's my fear is I saw you know a man, our president, get away with a lot of crazy stuff for you know five years. You said it, so mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. You know. But you know, the president wasn't asking Matt Gates for a pardon. It was vice versa. He was asking the, for his own pardon. The president has a lot more power. <laughs> and I think Matt Gates realized politically when he doesn't have the uh, the shade of Trump's hair. He uh, he's just going to be hung out to dry and slowly but surely the Republican Party, it won't purge Trumpism, but it will move on. I already saw. So I went to Vegas this weekend and I hit rock, rock and roll top, whatever rock, whatever the opposite of rock bottom is I hit. In other words, I'm not drinking for a while because uh, I had too much fun. Mm. <laughs> just once I would like to be like, and then I defecated in the street and I don't drink anymore. But instead, it's always just like I had too much fun. Yeah, I got to take a break. But. In Las Vegas, you see a sample of society that you don't see in L.A. or New York or elsewhere. And, you know, the dying scream of the Trumper is it's there. And it's it's interesting because, you know, you have people get hammered. And then there was one guy in line. I was waiting to buy some beef jerky before I could go to bed because I was trying to have a healthy snack. And the guy was like, these masks, these masks are all theater. This is all bullshit. And then he starts screaming Trump and everyone's just like, okay, bro. But the thing is he (laughs) lost. So it's like, it's like having someone scream about the end of the TV show lost. Ah, And it's mm. like, it's over. 
I don't care yeah. anymore. You have it. And it's just like, it's sadder. And it's, I know it's, he's, he was a very aggressive dude. I mean, I would beat the shit out of him, but he's a very aggressive dude and he's he, he trying to intimidate people. And, uh, but man, just the, the death way along, Trump, Trump. And it's like, sorry guys. At very, at the very least, you might have Mike Pence on the ticket in 2024 because evidently Mike Pence is uh, getting some allies together for a potential run. But uh, Mike Pence is not Donald Trump. And I don't think that Trumpers go to Pence uh, as a uh, as sort of a lateral move. I just don't. Oh, no, they wanted to hang him as of January 6th. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So good luck with that one. You know, that's 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 kind of what I'm seeing, though. You know, you guys to you guys, this sounds like a death knell. Of, of Trump, but I worry that it isn't. That it's just, that, that. you know, that it's like a quiet slumber of that's Trump to, to me, Trumpism is still full alive, especially in the Republican Party. And so this this man and the Republican Party saying, well, if he's guilty, we might get upset. It, it's it's just showing it that maybe it isn't dead. Maybe it just it, it's just quiet hiding out from like, Sleepy like Joe. a phoenix no. about to rise from the ashes. I think it is currently the phoenix being burned. But yes, I, I agree with you. And this, I completely agree with you. But the more, the more the Marjorie Taylor, these people, are, okay, mm, I'm putting my optimist hat. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. We have to wear this magical hat that I'm, people are going to see things logically just because he's not here. I really, yes, with my logical cap, with more my positive logical cap. <laughs> okay. Once the Marjorie Taylor Greens are flushed out and, and the Matt Gates are flushed out, it's just slowly but surely, I do think it's going to be, it's going to, it's just going to recycle over. And uh, I don't know how it'll end up. I mean, you look at the Democratic Party, which you could argue is the party of Bill Crystal, and we're a center right right now. Sure. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel you because, you know, there's something about someone screaming the name of an ex-president, though, that just innately makes me, it just reminds me that they're losers. Right. So, yes, but I feel you, and it is something that has to be taken very seriously because, as we're seeing, the rise of massive extremism in this country is, uh, you know, without a doubt, you can you can tie it to a similar uh, energy. Well, and I remember on our drive to Vegas, we also saw an off-road vehicle with not one but two Confederate flags sure. flying, sure. driving through the sand. So and, I, but, you, know, you know, the question, but you know, those people have always been there, right? But until Trump, they didn't have political power, exactly. And, and I just wonder if they kind of go back and and they. It's just I just remember when the Republican Party had enough class to use dog whistle racism, <laughs> right? As, a, as opposed to just blatant racism. Well, and of course, the Dems have a lot of work to do on that subject as well. And to your point, when someone yells Trump like that, I feel the same way when I see someone with a Confederate flag. It's just like y'all lost, y'all lost, and this is the new reality. But it reminds me, you know how the, the right used to make fun of everyone after Hillary lost, and they would be like drinking Snowflakes, liberal tears, yeah. and like all of the memes of the. Well, mostly specifically women who were like crying and stuff. That's kind of how I see them. Right. Oh, yeah. I just see oh, them turned. being like, okay, bro, yep. you go cry. Yep. Go cry. Bye. Oh, the tables Go cry turned. and have fun. Yeah. Get the F out of here. Your boy lost. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> right. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. For over 130 years... 
McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. But anyway, and I say this as well, we can move on now when it comes to what's going on in Georgia. You know, Georgia, obviously the voting law, we talked about that last week. It's horrible. It's horrible. We know exactly what they're doing. But in a strange turn of events, I'm actually going to say thank you, Major League Baseball. And <gasps> and even in stranger event, thank you, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Classic. Thank you. Uh, not what you did in uh, South America. Um, but thank you for what you've done uh, when it comes to Georgia. Uh, so this is talk about fragility. Talk about Republican fragility. In this way, it is showing itself to be stronger than ever before. So after the legislation that was put forth in Georgia, they didn't even, by the way, the thing that they were upset about was the was the voting rights law that was obviously completely exclusive and horrible. They didn't even care about the only about the fact the only gun legislation was to make it easier to get a license online. That's not even the biggest deal. But uh, so Coke is uh, on the bad list for some Republican state legislators in Georgia. So the president of the Georgia Beverage Association over the weekend, uh, he asked for all Coca-Cola products to to be removed from their offices after the company's CEO criticized their voting law. But I got a question for you. Mm. What would Mr. Diet Coke Donald Trump think about that? Oh. I don't think you can take the guy D. You can't take D. You can't take DT's DCs away. No way. He needs that to live. Oh, he's gonna have to switch to Diet Dr Pepper. I guess. I yes. never thought I'd see the day when Republicans are asking Americans to boycott baseball and Coca Cola. Exactly, bro. American things. And the funniest thing is, they're currently on this whole notion of cancel culture, which again, just to clarify, speech is more prevalent than ever before back in the day this podcast right here would be a radio show and we have the fcc to deal with oh lord you know no one we we were out in vegas uh speaking with this woman and she was just like you can't speak anymore no one can talk anymore and i said oh yeah you know verbiage has changed a little bit but do you really feel like you're silenced are you on any social media platforms and she's like i'm on parlor and i'm on facebook Mm. and i'm like 10 years ago you didn't have either of those things you had your one neighbor that you annoyed and 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 (laughs) And your daughter-in-law, who was hesitant to hang out with you. So you have speech, I promise you. So the cancel culture narrative is so hilarious, again, specifically given the hypocrisy from the right in this case. So this is according to the group of people of the this is according to the group of legislators who are done with Coca-Cola. They say, given Coke's choice to cave to the pressure to an out-of-control cancel culture. We respectfully request all Coca-Cola company products be removed from our office suite immediately. Oh, Oh, it's from their office suites. Do they not understand that they just canceled Coca-Cola? Right. Let's cancel cancel culture. We're canceling, canceling, canceling culture. It's a triple cancel. Everything is back to normal? Uh, Yes, it is. All right. (laughs) It's just out of all the things going on in the world right now. The fact that these state legislators even took the time to write a post-it note about this <laughs> right. should get them kicked out of office. 
I, you know, I was reading into, uh, there was a lot of Twitter talk and a lot of internet Facebook talk about why the suddenly, you know, MLB, uh, MLB makes a little bit of sense because obviously this, that's where this, the all-star, the all-star game is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. The HR, you know, HR one was very disen- disenfranchising people of color. That was the goal. Yes. But the Coca-Cola thing, I think it's just a very corporate move. They see money. They say, Hey, we can agree with this or we can make a, you know, make a small political statement, you know, and say, we're against what this and with that you just all look we're talking about it why would we we don't need to talk about coca-cola but here we are talking about it now i'm gonna i'm probably gonna go have a coke after the show just for fun yeah i'm gonna binge drink coke tonight and watch baseball i agree it's a marketing winner without a doubt it's the first time where coca-cola seems like the little guy and again there is uh those cans are red because of all the blood. Oh. <laughs> Coca-Cola is nasty. And as a matter of fact, perhaps next week we should talk about Nestle buying the uh, the water reserve here in California. Ooh, which that's, I, a, the, that's I, a big one. That is. Did you hear about this? No, but I will definitely look it up now. I'm a, I was so ignorant to this. My friend Sina Gosnavi told me about this from Fraudsters. Uh, evidently, there's a massive aquifer here in California that was sold to Nestle. And apparently, with the fires that recently happened here, what was it, last year? Um, apparently if they would have been able to tap into that aquifer, it would have eliminated like 70% of the fire immediately, but Nestle didn't allow them to. Um, so we want to, let's talk about that next week. That'll That's be, what, a, I'll do a little research into that so we can have uh, so we can try to blab as smart slash stupid as possible. <laughs> Everything Great. that happened in Flint was related to Nestle also buying a freshwater aquifer out there. Wasn't it? Flint was not that Flint was actually changed to the local Flint river because the water supply they wanted to change that. Oh, what was the reason that that corrupt governor wanted to change that? It was that? cheaper to, to it was change simply, the pipes, I thought. Oh, okay. Yes, I think it was simply cheaper, but it wasn't a privatized water move, I don't believe. Right. It was basically they started pumping in the Flint River water through these cheap pipes, and the combination of the bad water and the cheap pipes basically made the water poison. And the water had a specific amount. I forget. There was lead. some lead. of lead, so, and then yeah. that eroded all the pipes. And uh, yeah. again, the fact that was a that was an Obama miss. Such a misstep. And uh, Schneiderman. Schneider. Rick Schneider. Rick Schneider. Yes, Rick Schneider uh, belongs in prison as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Nestle, you know, Nestle loves taking people's water. This is something that they, this is, I mean, this, this latest one, I believe it. They, uh, Nestle has been trying to steal fresh water for a very long time. They sell you, they literally just bottle fresh water and sell it to you. And sell it back to you. So, uh, absolutely. I know it in plastic, of course. We'll talk about that next week. I think that's a fascinating uh, thing to uh, make our audience scream. Ah. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, Donald Trump did talk about the Coca-Cola banning from Georgia. This is what he had to say in a statement from last Saturday. He says, don't go back. Don't go back to their products until they relent. We can play the game better than them. Uh, this is like eight douchebag Republicans in Georgia. You're not beating Coca-Cola. Did you learn nothing from Michael Avenatti trying to extort Nike? It's not happening. It's not happening. You think that Coca-Cola gives a flying shit about a couple of douchebags in Georgia not drinking their product and giving them free press? I mean, he can say that about Coca-Cola, but he cannot say that Republicans like him would play the game of baseball better than a lot of the athletes who would have gone to the All-Star game. Yeah, well, that's very true. All right, so that's just a bit of update on uh, what's going on. Before in we leave that, of what course. I want now is I want people who are in line voting in Georgia to be handed Coca Colas, fresh Coca Cola, you know, cold. Oh, yeah. Right? Ooh, that would be nice. Yeah. Prove it, Coca Cola. You know, <laughs> bring it to the table. <laughs> I completely agree, and 
again, as we talked about last week, don't listen to anyone who tries to um, give you that rational spin where it's like, no, it's not voter suppression. It's about voter integrity. It's not. It's about voter suppression. Again, as I believe you pointed out uh, last week, there was more people killed in recent attacks at the hands of of gun violence um, than there was reported voter fraud in all of 2020. Absolutely. It just does not happen. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about Joe Biden's corporate tax hike. Uh, Right now, the corporate tax rate is 21%, costing the U.S. economy trillions of dollars. If you are a fiscal conservative, I think that you should be against that because we just gave away the farm and got a few mules in exchange Joe Biden, he wanted to sort of split the difference. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, 30, it was 35% over the past decade. It was then brought down to 21% under Donald Trump. Joe Biden wants to split the difference at 28%. If he does do this, not to his, again say another number, but according to a consult slash Politico survey, it found that 65% were on board with a 15-year corporate tax hike. This, when we talk about tax hikes, I never want to see anything on the middle class. I never want to see anything on, on people. We can fund this entire, we can, we can get rid of this deficit or at the very least take a massive chunk of this deficit away with a rational, appropriate corporate tax hike. And again, in this case, it is still 7% less in taxes than they were paying uh, basically a decade, almost a decade before 2016. So this will not bankrupt America. This will not hurt America. (laughs) Obviously, politically, you're going to see corporations have ads saying this is bad for business. This is the only way to do it if you don't want to raise middle class taxes. So you have the Republican Party right now or conservative party saying we can't raise taxes on the middle class and we can't raise the corporate tax hike. Well, one of these things is going to have to occur because we have a lot of things we have to pay for when it comes to our infrastructure. And this to me is one of the best ways to fund our infrastructure. Until they have a plan in place where we tax social media and we tax platforms that use our data for their own gain, financial gain. Why is Facebook a billionaire company, billion dollar company because of our data? We deserve a kickback on that. Unless we get to that, until we get to that, this corporate tax hike must happen. But you hear people say, that's a tax hike. And then you have so many people being like, oh, that's a tax hike. That's gonna, that means it's going to affect me. And the idea behind that is, if there is a tax hike on corporations, it's going to trickle down and the consumer will end up paying more. Now, I will point out, because of the difference in supply and demand from the 80s and whatnot, because of these massive global companies, even if there was a 50% tax hike, Mac and cheese that's now 67 cents at uh, Walmart would be 68 cents. These things are doable. We can live with them. And the main thing that we have to remember in this country is these corporations owe us. Yeah. These corporations, they need to pay taxes to have the right to be in this country and to uh, you know profit off of all of the great things that America has to provide for them. And the fact that Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Right. The, I mean, that's why... 
you know, AOC for better or for worse. But I think that she was correct when it comes to Amazon moving uh, to Long Island City in New York. Zero corporate, zero taxes. Next thing you know, you have an inflated housing bubble because they're going to move in. They're going to have a lot more people coming in, working uh, with, uh, you know, in, 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 in the fulfillment center or in the corporate headquarters of Amazon. The, the housing is going to increase exponentially throughout, almost like a nuclear bomb. It spreads throughout. And that's how you, you know, increase the uh, housing and you make prices go up in the area. And that's how you increase the economic gap that we that we still see. Right. Right. I mean, this is about uh, fairness, honestly, within the American tax code. I mean, if you're a W-2 person out there working a job, you automatically get taxes taken out of your paycheck. If you're a 1099 or like me, you pay a bunch of taxes every tax season. Either way, you or I both pay more taxes than a lot of these corporations. The subsidies, the loopholes, the benefits they get, they may be bringing in billions and billions of dollars of, of economic uh, improvement to Supposedly. this country, but they're doing it at the taxpayer's expense. And you look at what happened in Wisconsin when uh, Scott Walker brought Foxconn in. Foxconn has done nothing to help Wisconsin. Right. Nothing. It's devastated the economy. It's not helping. Uh, so that is just a misnomer and it's a lie. And you know that these politicians, again, follow the money and see why they're doing the things that they're doing under the premise of helping when in reality, all it does is hurt. Going back to this consult slash political survey, uh, evidently 42% of conservatives are behind the Biden plan. Uh, well, 47% oppose it. So I just don't think this is that radical. I don't think this is hashtag socialism. This is not something totally insane. And I don't want to see a penny raised of taxes on the middle class or poor people. Or they should, we can't. We People are struggling and suffering already. And if these uh, corporate tax hikes, you know, if, if these can, these will help save this country. Oh, yeah. I mean, in fact, I remember Joe Biden um, pleading back in the Obama era of, of corporations and, and rich individuals to start paying more taxes. That's actually the patriotic thing to do. Um, and especially as you see our, our country building more and more debt, you know, the conservatives love to talk about debt, but under Donald Trump, the United States debt grew by trillions of dollars more, mainly because those corporate tax hikes end up costing us $1. trillion in income. Tax cuts. And so, tax cuts. Thank you. Um, so that is always something to keep in mind. Our government has to run like a business. It has to run the way you run your house or the way you run your life. So you stop gotta, giving away the farm. Exactly. You got to bring in as much as you spend. And that's how we all have to live our lives. Our government and the corporations should do the same. And why can't you make a fiscally conservative argument for that? <laughs> because you can't. Because you can't. Anyway, yeah. I apologize, no, Fred. You were going to say something. No, I was, uh, I mean, everything that Travis said, if, if, if for some reason you're sitting here listening to us and 28% tax, which is down from 35 before Trump, as we mentioned, if 28% tax seems like a really big number to you, A, you aren't a corporation, this will never affect you. And B, most of these corporations, as Travis mentioned earlier, the, the loopholes, the tax rebates mm -hmm. they get, they mm -hmm. don't ever pay this 28%. Walmart, because it, you know, it has employees that are on welfare, is suddenly 10% less, less tax liable. Why does Walmart have employees that are on welfare? Because it doesn't want to pay, they don't pay them enough. <laughs> and why, and what's its logic? Because we pay taxes. It's, and you're li you're being lied to. And people have also conflated <laughs> corporations with America. These right. are multinational yes, corporations. Exactly. They make more money from the Chinese than they do us. They'll probably axe us off before they do a series of other places. So these are just, these are multinational, not patriotic corporations 
This would simply be um, basically just a rounding error. And as you pointed out, Fernando, after all the uh, after all the tax benefits and loopholes and whatnot. Yeah, we'll see how much they're paying. Well, speaking of the U.S. economy, apparently it's growing at a pace around uh, 1984 since uh, at a pace uh, not seen since around 1984. Uh, The U.S. economy will surpass its pre-pandemic size as growth reaches 6.4 percent this year. That is according to, of course, the fantastic IMF, which is up 1.3 percentage points uh, from the group's forecast in January. So it looks like the Biden economy is uh, the scare tactics that we all heard in 2020, as we all knew, are not coming to fruition. And that is why Biden won. Wall Street, they were like, yeah, we can deal with him. Right. Because it's not. And the, the reason the left was angry was the reason that Wall Street was happy. Right. And we knew for a fact nothing was collapsing, nothing was going anywhere in Wall Street, and people were going to be making a boatload of money. And now that we're going to have post-pandemic, uh, the post-pandemic economy, Ooh, it's going to be crazy. Take 20. So these corporations are going to be making so damn much, you know, anywho, it just drives me nuts. It's like pulling teeth. And uh, when it comes to, again, the 28% uh, tax hike, the Democrats need all 50 of their members in Senate, uh, in the Senate. However, Joe Manchin, the Democrat out of West Virginia, has said he wants that to be down to 25%. Of course, Joe Manchin, being a Democrat in now the very, very red West Virginia, I guess he's in a rock and a hard place, but I wish he would just, I just wish he would, in this, just go with the 28%, Joe, and if worst case scenario, you're no longer a senator, maybe a lot of people will uh, not be suffering. Wouldn't that be worth it? I hate these, we gotta have term limits. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. If we had term limits, these people wouldn't be bought and sold for the rest of their lives. Well, Chuck Grassley and uh, Diane Feinstein at 87, they're both looking pretty good. Diane Feinstein. Like, oh uh, you guys heard about Putin, right? He what? just extended his uh, presidency for another two terms. He Isn't just put that it, great? Yeah, so. Well, good for poop. <laughs> yeah, you know. Good for poop and pooping. So, poop, you know, poop and Putin. We don't want our senators to be Putins, basically. Putins. No. Poopins? <laughs> Putins. Yeah, the, uh, the U.S. economy <laughs> added uh, 916 jobs in March. Uh, some of those going to government and others not going to government jobs. So the uh, economy is going all right. And I'll tell you one thing. If this administration can get this damn vaccine in everyone's arms by July, as uh, as mentioned. Again, massive political winner, and uh, I just don't, uh, yeah, there's no downside. There's no downside. Shots in arms and uh, weed smoke in lungs. Let's do it, 2021. More taxes, more taxes on the corporation, on less the cor- taxes on the people. Absolutely, more yes. corporate tax, less tax on the people, and because of the way that our system works, uh, when it comes down to the trickle-down pay or the you know the only thing that trickles down is the cost right when it comes to that i think uh, things will still be very affordable and again leave mom and pop businesses out of it and leave them alone because their overhead is already uh a colossal pain in the ass and and uh, their margins are basically nothing you get about what are you you're lucky if you run a mom and pop and get five percent yeah and you know these 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 giant corporations they see these tax rates in other countries, for example, with a lot of very high tax rates. They see these tax rates and then they see it as an incentive to spend the money, which is only helping people. I mean, because the more money gets spent, the yep. less they will lose to taxes. And what does that mean? More employees with more health care, more better, better paying jobs, better facilities for these employees. I mean, and you look at what happened when it comes to the economic bailout where it still didn't help the people. 
So even when things hit the fan in 2008, all it was was companies buying back their own stock. Yes. It still didn't go to the people. So the only way to do it is through the is through the tax code. And I hate taxes. Trust me, I pay so many of them. But again, this is a corporate tax rate that is it does not. You're going to be fine. You're all going to be fine. I promise. Someone said I was pro-tax, so I'm just really defending it today. I know. <laughs> if anyone, I can't imagine a less like happy. Like if someone was just like, I'm just pro-taxes, I'd be like, I don't know if we can talk anymore. <laughs> right. What is the? I'm, I'm. If they would allocate, I am pro-proper allocation of my funds, mm. which is giving me back some of it and helping out people who need it, and these corporations as they get paid billions of dollars to. Uh, for all, intents, for all intents and purposes, kill us. Um, maybe they should pay a bit of a tax. And I mean, that's a conversation that we haven't even talked about when it comes to healthcare costs skyrocketing, fast food, Coca-Cola, you know, sugary drinks, all of this stuff. It all goes into that. And they're just, oh, you know what? Don't even call it a wealth tax. Call it a health tax. Right. Yeah. Coca-Cola has been giving everyone diabetes for a hundred years. How much does Coca-Cola cost our medical community? I mean, how much does it cost our, how, how much does Coca-Cola cost our healthcare system? Ooh. It's got to be huge. It's got to be huge. <laughs> got to be huge. So hopefully they pay a little bit into that. Uh, anyway, not to sound like liberals over here, Ugh. which, uh, well, that's a proper grunt, but <laughs> it's tough. I like, that's why I love, we love all walks of life. Because uh, if Charles Koch and Snoop Dogg and Weldon Angelos can get together, we can all get together as well and agree on f- a few major things. Absolutely. It's, it's a sign of good things to come. I agree. I hope so anyway. And, uh, you know, Mike Pence 2024, we'll see if they still want to hang him. That's right. I forgot. They literally went to kill him. Pence 2024, you can hang me now. Uh, I will be hung. I will <laughs> die in the White House. Uh, anything. Grievances. Um, no, I got a, I got a pro Joe. Okay. Okay. So, uh, recently the Biden administration is considering overhauling the asylum system at the South Southern yes. border. So most of these people that come to the Southern border, uh, you know, the asylum seekers specifically, they get treated as immigrants and we all know the immigrant personally, the immigration system is very, very flawed here in the U S and it moves very, very slowly like molasses. So asylum is uh, the asylum system is a different system. And so if a lot of these asylum seekers or refugees came, they would be treated by those agents, yep. which would actually speed along the process. They may not actually get asylum because a lot of them still don't qualify. But sure. the reality is this this would help. You know, the, yes. The, and if we're our border patrol agents, uh, there's a saying in the army. If you if you can't fix it with one swing of the hammer, take a second swing of the hammer. Mm. The we know how to destroy, but I don't think the border they're not trained uh, in in doing these uh, taking care of children who are in need of asylum and those sorts of things. Right. right. It's like sending uh, the cops to help someone with mental health issues, which we have been doing for a long time. And well. it is not working out, is no. it? No. So that is a good thing. And I want to throw in a good thing. Um, back in Ohio, we've had a big energy scandal. Yes. Um, and uh, what has happened is a, a, a complete turn of events. Um, a few weeks ago at the Ohio State House, a bunch of conservative farmers showed up and yelled at a bunch of Republicans on the Energy Committee that they actually love their solar panels on their farmland and they want to have the right to do that. Um, the Republicans in Ohio were trying to limit solar on, Why? And, on private property, which is absolutely insane. Insane! And it's it was, private property! It was just Leave a, me alone! Another attempt to kill the renewable energy uh, um, 
industry in Ohio by these Republicans who are bought and paid for by the big coal, big oil, big nuclear companies. So kudos to those conservative farmers for going out there and yelling at Republicans to say, leave my private property alone. Leave private property alone across the board. And also when it comes to the uh, private or when it comes to air quotes, conservative farmers, you know what else they care about the environment? They really do because they they need it it. to survive. And don't even get me going all full Neil Young on Monsanto. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh man. Look, Look at Monsanto. Monsanto. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're doing well out there. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Be safe, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, This is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. 